Word of warning, we talk about Dark Souls 3 a lot in this episode. We do our best to avoid spoilers, but there might be some light little references to things. So if you're, like, really, really allergic to any of the spoiler content, you might want to be careful. Alright? I suppose. No way out to city when I know that there's hot cash coming back. Watch 2016 update. One's on its way. Woohoo! How how outrageously did you overpay for this Boglin? Actually, decent price. I can't remember how much I paid for it now, but it's it, it's around average asking price for one of them in the quality that it supposedly is. Because, I mean, if you've ever seen a Boglin, those things were made of very flimsy rubber that would go very <laughs> flaky and dirty. So to find one in a box that is relatively clean and doesn't have things missing, I got so fucking... Here's a, here's a fucking Boglin watch update that pissed me <laughs> off. I found a blobkin, right, at a really nice price, okay? It's an orange one painted up like a pumpkin. They did two Halloween ones. Really excited, looked clean as hell, bright. Bright orange still. I've wanted that one for a long time, and they are very expensive. Looked it up. Looks fantastic. Looks fine. Then a little note at the bottom. Oh, one of its fingers have been cut off. I'm like, what? What mafia member owns this fucking boglet? <laughs> I was half expecting him to say it was full of jizz or something when it arrived. Well, at least that would be cheaper half the price. At least I mean, if it was full I, of jizz, I would imagine you could, like, he, he just... would at least be hoping to. Until after it arrived to fill it full of jizz, you know? It would give a new meaning to the name Blobkin, I know that much. um, Knobkin. Yeah, like, Knobkin. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me of a video I saw on YouTube once called Knob That Boglin. (laughs) There was a video, right? I don't know if any of them exist now. I think a lot of them got taken down. But these people, like, dressed up as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by wrapping their bodies in green duct tape. So they were, like, weird duct tape zentai suit turtles yeah and they had like it looked like vacuum cleaner hoses like sticking out of where their crotches were and they'd simulate like banging each other in like mute silence uh one of them was dressed up as i think like the girl turtle from one of the films and they like simulated a gangbang on her um fucking slices of pizza all in complete (laughs) silence the only one that had like one of them meant like talking or saying anything was one of them with a boglin like ramming into it while the cameraman's going yeah Knob that boggling. Knob that boggling. Now, see, if, if, if I was going to watch low-budget, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle porn, I would hope that at the very least, one of them, like, as they came to fruition, shouted, Cowabunga, dude. Right? Like, that's that's what I'm watching that porn for. Just a sign that they're doing this for humour. But those videos <laughs> never had that sign. It was, it was quite something. But anyway... Um, This takes me back to the time that Jim was live uh, tweeting himself watching a porn, a homemade porn video where they were wearing, was it Mario and Yoshi heads? Mario, uh, it wasn't even, yeah, 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 that's it. One of them was was fully dressed up as Mario. And it it was cosplay Kerry and she does stuff on Shatterbait. And um, um, I've, I've chatted with her like since then, like she's actually really fun to talk to. And they do a lot of dressing up. Um... One video I saw of them was him as Ronald McDonald and her as Hamburglar, and he's back. And she stays in character the whole time. So, like, he's he's 
giving it to her, to to use the the correct terminology, and she's going rubble rubble the whole time. Uh, does not drop character. Cosplay carry consummate professional. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's good. And between, someone on um, between your between your like stuff that you'd be tweeting out and between Gray's fucking tentacle hentai porn shit that he posts on Twitter, I I often have a lot of explaining to do to the girlfriend when I'm browsing Twitter. <laughs> I try not to. I, I don't tweet anything too bad these days. Um, I mostly like to just do um, pictures of Skeletor from the new Adventures of He Man when he had eyes. Mm. Um, but yes, boggling on its way. Uh, someone said they. Got, they're getting. They live in Sweden, and someone's like their parents found an old boglin of theirs, and they're shipping it to them, and they're shipping it to me. So thank you for that. And I'm still on the eye out for for good quality boglins that I'm going to get on eBay because uh, because I want them and I, and can claim some sort of professional reason for having them, but mostly I just want them. I will keep my eyes out for boglins because, as we all know. Boggling Watch 2016 never ends. Never ends. It never um, ends. It's just we are eternally ends. on Boggling Watch. Until until it's 2017, then I'll find some other 90s fad to pretend to be this obsessed over. Yeah. Um, but if anyone <laughs> finds good quality Halloween Boglins, there were two of them. One as a pumpkin, one as a skeleton. Um, and the skeleton one's got to be clean. There's one on eBay, but he's filthy. Okay? And, and that one's all like white paint, so it's going to pick up dirt. So... I'm gonna be very fussy about this, but if you see them for sale anywhere, you tell you tell me, you tell me, because this is Boglin Watch 2016. It's very very important. It, it does feel somewhat odd that your requirement for a Boglin a Boglin is that it has to be clean, because that feels like the last thing you would care about with a Boglin. It kind of makes me feel kind of creepy as well, like I'm soliciting them for some sort something untoward. I want them clean and sent to my hotel. Room, I don't want but anyone dirtying them, but myself. Yep. I'm not gonna. F- I'm not right. Let's just put this out there. I'm not gonna have sex with any other bog. I'm not gonna knob that boglet. No, you're just That's gonna. You're just done. gonna get some glue on it. Some of that nice friendly yeah, some nice glue. glue. Some That's nice glue on your back. pocket. Put. I, I mean, boglet. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so hello, video game show. What Jim does. Woo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Welcome to Podquisition. Uh, I'm your host, Jim Sterling. I'm joined here, as always, by Laura Kate. Hello. Hello, how are you doing this week, Jim, other than having a Boglin come in your way? Fantastic. Uh, my Estus edition of Dark Souls 3's uh, guide got here. Um, it's not very good. <laughs> the, the picture of the Estus flask that comes with it looks way better in the photo than it does when it gets here, and it's just a bit of plastic. <laughs> Uh, I've got to stop falling for these things. I've got yeah, to stop falling for them. It's like the pictures of the burgers in Burger King or McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna be <coughs> as nice as it looks in that promo photo. You think I'd have learned my lesson with the Pit Boy edition of Fallout Four, which I've has been in its box and never come out since the first day it turned up. Uh, but I'm a terrible sucker for that stuff. But you know, <laughs> and, and the guidebook's not even very good. There are definitely some exceptions. I got the. Um... CD Projekt were kind enough to send me the the special edition of The Witcher Three and the fucking model of Geralt fighting the the was it the Griffin in that is amazing. You've gone very <laughs> broken up, Gav. Oh, can you hear me now? Yep, you're yep. back. Oh yeah, sorry. I was just saying that um, CD Projekt were kind enough to send me uh, um, the special edition of The Witcher and the model of Geralt fighting the Griffin in that is amazing. Sell out, no, yeah, Gav. Gav's the sell out. Yeah, I got the um, the 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 Skyrim one with the Alduin 
statue, and oh, that, that one's that was good. awesome as well. Yeah, the, yeah. the Aldrin statue as well. Do you know what my and favorite f- one I ever got was? Was um, the little elephant in the snow globe from Far Cry Four? But um, I tripped over like my girlfriend <gasps> needs clothes everywhere on the floor, and I'm always tripping over them. And I rammed into the wall next door so hard from tripping over her clothes that it fell off my fucking tat shelf oh, and smashed. No. Yeah, I was so upset I lost my Far Cry elephant. <laughs> my my favorite piece of tat that's come with the game in recent memory is the uh the like the compass slash um like clock that came with Hyrule Warriors Legends that's based around Linkle's design. It's really oh, nicely nice. made. Mm. I didn't know uh, they had that. Yeah, there was a a limited edition. I don't know if it was just Europe or whatever, but mm. It came with her compass as like a, a pocket watch, but like a huge pocket watch on did, on like a leather chain. I'm like, that's cute. That's did you really guys, cool. Did you guys get the little sad face brick that came with The Last of Us? Yeah, I have a that, sad face. That was brick. very cute. I don't know. I, don't I have a sad face brick. It was a little reason. foam brick with a sad face on it. I'm humming. I'm humming and hawing on whether I want to get the um, one of the Enter the Gungeon plushes that they came out with. They've got um, a regular one of the little bullet enemies because they are just so fucking adorable and they've got a limited edition one that's blue as well and i'm like i'm not normally a plushy person like i don't they don't look good on my shelves or anything next to all my plastic shite but they are so cute i might i might have to get one i love tat as as anyone who's (laughs) seen me filming from my actual work corner of my office can attest to it's full of shit yeah Um, like i've got to stop getting it i can't like complain about tat because like a fan this week sent me a couple of weeks ago, a fan sent me an Evangelion model kit, and I built it. I did some building of it on live stream, and then they sent me four more of them. So I'm wow. now like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here making Evangelion plastic model kits because I am the biggest kind of tat loving nerd. Yay for tat! Yay! I should send you guys my tat because I I don't really just buy it. Like I have it all shoved in a bag now. I'll, I'll take some waste. of your tat. What what kind yeah. of tat have you got that that you can offer? Not really anything interesting. Just a few old Lord of the Rings models and a few like old kind of Transformers and stuff. And a broken oh, elephant. Uh, a broken snow globe. Yes, sadly cool. they're they're sadly not Generation Ones though. If it was a Generation Ones, yeah. I wouldn't be giving that away. <laughs> uh, see, that's why I was curious. I was like, you've mm. got Transformers, but you're giving them away. There's got to be a catch hidden here somewhere. Yeah, no, they're only like ones from about ten years ago. Ah, Transformer's still a Transformer. You know, it could be worse. Uh, yeah, this week's a weird week. There's not really much in the way of, like, video game news this week. It's been a, it's been a pretty... Not happening. It's been one of them quiet weeks in the run-up of, like, it's spring, it's not E3 yet, nothing's really happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the big news has just been in the form of um, big game releases. You know, it's yeah. been it's been a really good spring, like like and mm. like Quantum Break, unless you're on PC, uh, Dark Souls, and um, well, unless you're on PC, <laughs> and um, oh god, can I just say Dungeon, while we're there, and, PC, yeah. the PC version of Dark Souls Three? I'm currently trying to record a bunch of Let's Play episodes. There is a glitch that happened, like when I first got my PC copy, where ladders were broken. And I would get oh, onto no. a ladder and just not be able to go up or down. Oh, I've no. not had it for ages. And then just during one of my Let's Play episodes earlier today I was recording, I was stuck on a ladder again. And I had to delete a bunch of local game de- game files and reinstall, like, fix my game through their, like, fix the files yeah. thing. Oh, that's so- in order to fix why have they done ladders. that? That's why always, always copy over your uh, save file. 
to a separate it's, place. Yeah. yeah. It feels like they've patched a lot of bugs back in for the yeah. launch. Like this, this, the, this, the, the bonfire uh, crashes back. Like if you yeah. go near the first bonfire or the firelink bonfire, the game crashes if you're not playing as the night glass. Yeah, like, the, that um, was fixed the last I heard, and it's yeah. back for launch. The ladder well. glitch was only there the first day or two, and then it got patched out and everything was fine. Then the game launches and the ladder glitch is fucking back. The frame rate is infinitely better in 103, though. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it playing, is, playing it is... at pre-release, you'd go into the swamp, and I was getting sub sub 20 frame rate in the swamp. The, but now, the frame, now it's a solid yeah. 60. The frame rate is definitely solid now, but fuck, they need to fix that uh, that ladder glitch. Cause, oh, and and they also uh, need to they need to let they need to give you a function within the game. And Dark Souls 2, I'm pretty sure, did this. They let you copy your save files over. As in, just mm. make a duplicate of your save file, because in a game that that only lets you save when it when it says you're gonna save, you need <laughs> to be able to copy over your files because it's so easy for them to get corrupted or go wrong. Yeah, or, and it, yeah, uh, I've I've been manually backing up mine every hour or so just out of paranoia. Actually, I'm yeah, gonna do that right now. That can only be heartbreaking if you lose all that <laughs> progress. Um, yeah. I've been um, I've been plugging away on the PS4 version just because. Um, it's more comfortable to play in the the front room than my office sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I've been plugging away on like re re redoing a, a lot of the what stuff a, what, on that. What a casual, Laura! What a what a peasant! Oh, I know, it's filthy casual indeed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you casual? Yes, yes, I am <laughs> casual. I, I I refuse categorically to ever get good. I I am trying I, to get good. It's not working very well. Well, I just I just want to say about the game. I don't know about you guys. I think you might feel similar, but holy fucking shit, what a game! It yeah. is a fucking good game. It's absolutely magical, and I absolutely the, yeah. love it. And it's probably and my favorite of the series. I'd just like to give a quick shout out to Silent Pony, who's a regular uh, reader commenter on the Jimquisition.com, um, who, in response to my last Jimquisition about uh, the Dark Souls' difficulty design, um, expressed uh, dissatisfaction with my constant um, blow jibbering of this game and my constant um, talking about it as if it's perfect and wonderful when it's actually bad. Uh, just a quick shout out to you, Silent Pony. I ain't never going to stop. And. <laughs> And and this podcast, just, we're going to do it again. So this one's for you. I can't no, understand. Don't like, how majestic it is. This is one of those games where, like, to try and claim that this game is objectively bad, I just can't see it. I mean, it's well, just... There, there are <laughs> problems with it. It is by no means a flawless game. But if you're someone yeah. that likes the From Software games, this is, in my opinion, like the best attempt they have made at the formula that they mm. like to do. It's just so Why playable. didn't no one tell me scythes were so much fun? I know, I picked... Oh yeah, like, they've always I, been uh, awesome. I never used yeah. them before. Like I, I, I was always worried. I always figured there'd be something too clumsy about them, but like they they speak to me like no other Souls weapon does. And yeah. I used to love the club, mm. you know. It's a, a, a Everyone likes the club. And I hate I the clubs, this, actually. I hate, I hate yeah. the weapons that move really slow. I like nearly everyone loves the club. Slash, 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 slash. I, I tend to well, like the club's got a great running, strong mm. attack. That's what yeah. I always loved about it. I I tend to like long swords, but I've recently mm. discovered that I have a real love for builds where I can use magic swords because oh, magic yeah, and yeah. swords are my two favorite things. Put them into one weapon, and I go a little bit apeshit. That, that icy <laughs> sword you get early in the game is is pretty darn awesome. I've been using that one a lot. Yeah, there's some good. There are some good very early magic. 
magic swords which are cool so it's far yeah. more it's actually far more generous with uh it's a far more forgiving and generous game in terms of finding merchants and items and all that than Dark Souls not just, 1 was. Yeah, not just that, but I feel like it uh, rewards or at least doesn't punish experimentation like it used to. It's so much mm. easier now to pop in a, a like like infuse a weapon with something to give it new properties and then take that that out if you don't like it or swap it round like yeah, you never awesome. i always felt a bit more committed in other games whereas this time it's like fuck what would that weapon be like if it did you know dark damage or, mm. or you know had a sharp gem or a hollow gem or something on it like and you I, know I now love, you can just mix and match i love that the armor upgrading is gone because it makes fashion souls so much more oh, fun yes. now and Oh you, yes. You can just try on and fuck around with every armor you find like. It's really great. I, mm-hmm. I like if if I were to pick one flaw in it and I do this even reluctantly, it would be that you can see that they were in a rush to get it done in that there are some reused assets and stuff mm. from their other games. And you, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you can see that similarly... Oh, I've knocked out my micro, my headphones. I can't hear anything. Give me a second. I'm coming back. Um, yeah, there take, I am. Take your time. It, Okay, yeah, because in in that same vein, like, there's a lot of reliance on callbacks to Dark Souls One lore, and uh, I as love great, that though. I I I like it, so, but I, it makes it, me so it, nostalgic. It does feel like a certain amount of that is quick. We need to get this out. Um, I know what will make people happy. Let's throw in some of this. And that's I not like, necessarily a bad thing, but, but I, I feel like the Lord so really. It's, the, I mean, you, it's so hard to talk about this without spoilers, but the Lord yeah, does tie in, and everything's there for oh, a it reason. Does, yeah. but I mean, it, just some it, of it feels a bit pantery. Mm. Uh, a lot of it's fantastic, but some mm. of it where there's one area in particular, it's just a whole swathe of of um, geographical callback, and it's uh, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. Yeah, and it feels a little heavy-handed, but then there is one area where you go. Uh, to a certain place and it is a really nice twist mm. and there's something in that area that's like heartbreaking and, and I know yeah. Gavin lamented it earlier in the yeah. week uh, just to us privately. <laughs> I was uh, like, what? It, I, yeah, I, was, I had such a little pouty sad face, especially yeah. <laughs> when you um, talk to another NPC about it. It, just, oh, it made me all... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm very easily excited, but like, even, even something as simple as seeing Andre in the Firelink Shrine, yeah. I was like, yeah, well, see, like this, you know, yeah. And there's like, so many is... moments in this game that just made me want to fucking punch the air in delight. <laughs> see, you know? this is this is my problem with it is that it's really inconsistent in that regard. Like, some of those moments are amazing. But some of them are very, yeah, you put that in so we'd be like, oh, oh, we did the fan service. And it doesn't yeah. always feel as, like, I, as necessary. Uh, being, a, I'm completely natural. okay with it. <laughs> I love that it. That is fair enough. <laughs> One thing well, I really don't that's like. That's why Laura and I are the stodgy game critics and you, yeah. you actually enjoy games. Grumble, grumble, yeah. grumble. I went to E3 last year. I hate video games now. But what? Uh, one thing I've never been a fan of in From Games is the NPC side quests because if you don't do exactly the right oh, yeah. things in exactly the right order at exactly the right time, you'll lose the side quest forever. And the game gives you absolutely no inclination or, or hint of how you're supposed to do it. So it's pretty much dumb luck 
whether you get yeah. the NPC side quests done. And yeah, I mean, some, that some of them me. are so obscure that, like, yeah. you you will need a guide if you really want to oh, yeah. see some of those quest lines and through they, to their completion. And in this one, they even tie into each other. So if you talk to an NPC at the wrong time, you'll fuck up another NPC's quest. Yes. And you're like, what is yes. going on here? I also I thought the... The I, again, I won't spoil it, but I thought the way they did hollowing in this game was interesting, but it felt like a dick move when it, when it didn't explain to me how I was going to fix the situation I got myself into. So it wasn't until I accidentally found an item later, and then I was like, yeah. oh, okay. There is a lot of accidental completion of quests, which oh, yeah. is not and, necessarily and also, good game design. <laughs> also, one more bitch. There's one boss fight where you have to use one particular weapon... And mm. the game did not explain that properly at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I tell you what, you don't, because because I did it the hard I way. I know. Yeah, and, and I was there for a very, very, very long one, time. There is actually one other easy way to beat that boss as well. I found out. The, but, yeah. yeah, the yeah. whole the like, whole point with it is like, well, if you don't work out that this is how we want you to do it, you can persevere, and it's doable. <laughs> yeah. With his ten thousand HP, I just uh, I didn't. I didn't want to use. I didn't want to do the it the way it was done. So I'm like, fuck it. I I I summoned someone because I'm like, it'll just go quicker with two. <laughs> Luckily, they had a big fuck off greatsword, and I'm like, together we were still a damn long time. But, wow, that must have taken yeah. you about like half an hour or something. It was fortunately the soundtrack for that fight is impeccable. It's amazing. Yeah, is it me? I I can never tell if this is um. If it's just us improving at the games over time, but to me, it feels like the easiest of the three games, and that could I, just be because I'm used to it now. I none of the bosses gave me any trouble in this until right before the end. There was one boss fight again with no spoilers. You fight this boss on a large bridge, and I thought that was a very difficult fight. But up until then, there was nothing really I, that gave me too much I, trouble. I don't think it's necessarily any easier. Um, yeah. It definitely is more gradual in the way that it gets you to use different mechanics. It sort of gradiates some of those challenges in a bit better. It's it's a bit of more of a, a gradual difficulty curve. But I think the rest of the, like, it, it feeling easier is probably down to experience with the formula at this point. Probably, yeah, yeah. Like knowing when, knowing to roll just before you get hit as opposed to when you see the wind up and just little things like that are... Knowing that you can, knowing that being a certain distance from bosses, you can bait certain attacks, and these are all things you learn over time. And maybe that's what's making the game feel easier to me this time. I think it's a little, it's a little of both because I think they've definitely worked to make this one more accessible. Mm. Uh, the the ramp in difficulty is um, a lot more gradual. They they've actually put a a, a fairly a fairly intuitive learning curve. Into the boss fights, I think, in particular. Yeah. And and also, I think there is some merit to... Because I feel like, you know, compared to when I first played Demon Souls back in the day to how I am now, like, I can see noticeable improvements in things. Like, you know, I can do a boss like the one we were talking about earlier and, like, like barely, if at all, get hit by it and stuff like yeah, this. Yeah. But, I mean, I always die at least once to every boss anyway just because I always let them, like, Get attacks. into my brain. Yeah. I, I, I get very... Um, and I, I talked about this on the Gymquisition. It's one of the things I love most about the Soul series is um, how it psychologically preys on your mind. Mm. Uh, I've talked about Dark Beast Pearl on, on this show many times. Um, so I always like get into a little panic when I first meet a boss because I'm like, 
because they don't know what they're going to do. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of, I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to jump me and kill me and destroy me and I'll have no skeleton left. And then they do that. Uh, and then I come back and, and you know, I'm, I'm normally all right. Mm. It's a really good game. They're, they're, it, it, it's just, it's, it's kind of how well the bosses are designed visually that they're so intimidating that they yes. do kind of make you go, oh, Jesus, how am I going to... <laughs> and by the time you finish wondering that, you're smashed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, if you are playing on PS4, um, and I'm going to be, again, very vague with location names, so you won't know it until you've, you're there, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm uh, uh, in the, the, the Sunlight Covenant. The, you know, That's not a spoiler. That's in every Souls game, every Dark Souls game. Uh, and I like to hang around in the catacombs and the lake. If anyone sees Sterling hanging around, normally I've got one of the Thrall Hoods on. I look like some sort of um, weird little tarred and feathered shy guy. Uh, if you see that fella hanging around in the either the catacombs or the lake, Sterling, uh, yeah. then yeah, then cool. help me out. I want I want sunlight medals, please. Yeah, so do <laughs> I. If you if you see either Gav or uh, Deadward, that's Edward with a D. If you see either of those two, then summon that because that's me. If you're on PC, I'm Laura K. Buzz. And I'm floating around various places at the moment trying to record a Let's Play. So if you find me, you might end up in a video. There you go. Yeah. Sun brewing brewing is so much fun. I love love doing the sun brewing stuff. Because normally in in these games, um, either I'm reviewing them, um, so I don't get a a great online... I get to do some online, but not a great online experience. Um, Or it's... uh, I, I come very late to the game. Um, I, I went. I, I finally got through Dark Souls properly, like really late. Uh, mm. So didn't there was people around, but but not. I've n- I've never been in a proper covenant, covenant, covenant in a proper covenant, covenant doing yeah. proper like onliney stuff. Because I I don't normally yeah. play them for online anyway. But this time around, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna it's do some really proper fun. online yeah. stuff. And I've never never realized how much fun it was to especially, uh, do sun growing, especially on on launch week. Souls games are so much fun. Yes. And, and, yeah. and actually, I'm a while of a time. even down to like messages, because I, I left a fairly, I just thought it was a fun message by the bonfire. Um, you know, the first bonfire on the, the first big area, the, 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 the high wall. I left yes. a message there just saying good luck and praise the sun. And it just keeps getting ratings. So I'll be like <laughs> down to my last sliver of health against this tough boss. And then whoop, my health will awesome. go up. Yeah. I don't leave enough messages. I need to start dropping some. Yeah. Oh, well, the amount of ones around at the moment. And every I was saying this to Laura every time I see one that's like, uh, try attacking butthole. I'm like, I wonder was that Laura now? <laughs> I've been doing that in many, many, many places. I've been wandering around about trying to attack butthole. The best one of those I saw was in Dark Souls 2 when it was tongue butthole. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest one I've seen this week was near the beginning, there's a big fat dead dude. Um, you know the uh, the big guys all in blue? They're like humongous big kind of guys. And one yeah, of them's dead yeah. and bent over. And behind his arse, there's a message saying, be wary of toxic gas. <laughs> 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 oh, it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's your weekly 
Your weekly worship of Dark Souls, yeah. for those of you who hate it when we do that. Yeah, that's, but if we that's did, our we first did point out some flaws. We did point out some flaws. Yeah. I, I quite like that we've made half an hour of this show when we've talked about Dark Souls 3 and Boglins, and that's about as much progress as, we, as we've made. Yeah. That's how, all you how need. Were, how were we not going to talk about Dark Souls 3 a lot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, everyone remembers the Bloodborne apocalypse that happened yeah. when yeah. we are talking about that every week. The Dark Souls 3 Ocalypse is going to continue for as long as there are slow news weeks. Because it's like, yeah, yes. we can just talk about Dark Souls 3 for half we're, an hour to pad out the show length. Were and, we um, doing I this will say, podcast when... Uh, we were doing this when Witcher 3 came out, weren't we? Because I, oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't shut up about that game. Yeah, either. we talked about Witcher 3 a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been kind of a Dark Souls week on, as far as my sort of production of content goes anyway. Uh, I've got... Uh, I, I did... Uh, new Dark Souls Jim Pressions, and I'm going to have a PS4 Dark Souls Jim Pressions. This week's Jim Inquisition was about Dark Souls, and an Ichio Tasty is actually I'm waiting for it to go HD as we record this. That will be up. That will be uh, based around Dark Souls, and you know it's. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but it is one of my favorite series of all time. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm you know ever to... since Demon Souls, I've I've adored the fucking series. So I'm gonna take the excuse to to talk about it a lot. It's it's pretty much worked its way up to my second favorite series of all time now after. Fallout, it's you know, and this yeah. one just really cements that for me. It's it's I mean, a perfect I, I'm, mix I'm, of Dark Souls hmm. One and Bloodborne. I'm possibly more obsessed with it than I, you know, used to be with Dynasty Warriors at my peak of adoration oh. for that series. Like <laughs> it, it just, I, it, something about it just fucking sings to me, oh. and <laughs> I, 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 it, I know people find that rubbish that I love it so much, but. <laughs> it's speaking of Bloodborne, it's in my opinion definitely easier than Bloodborne. Like I, I, I would, I had yeah. so much trouble with the bosses in Bloodborne, and nothing compared to that in Dark Souls. Funnily 3. enough, I still personally feel like Bloodborne for me was uh, the easier one. I had an easier time with wow. it, but I think again that, that comes down to well, yeah, I, I've noticed that with with everything to do with Souls, like everyone has a boss that for them is easy and other people find hard. Other yeah. people, like it all yeah. comes down to I think your personal play style, your approach to it, like. Yeah. Certain elements, and I think again, this comes to how like well and how varied the game design is. That there are certain elements of it that's hard for some and easy for others. And yeah. you know, sometimes I hear someone talk about how hard a boss was, and I'm like, that was really easy for me. But then they'll mention a boss they found really easy, and I'm like, that was really hard for me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think something about Bloodborne's um, gameplay, I, I guess maybe the more the aggressive nature of it and uh, just the faster pace works really well for me, which is funny because I'm such a defensive player. I, I would have thought Dark Souls would have been uh, the the easier experience for me, but apparently mm. like I, I had a swifter time getting through Bloodborne than I did with Dark yeah. Souls. Wow. Someone Three. pointed out a reason why that might be to me, because I'm in a similar camp, and I found this really interesting, was the idea that the sort of the From Software games expect you to take the way that that play style is normally played and kind of get rid of your preconceived notions of what you're meant to do in that play style. Yeah. And the idea there being, if you're not usually an aggressive player, you don't have that many of the preconceptions of how an aggressive play style is meant to be done. Yeah, and you've got true. less to unlearn when it comes to, say, playing Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, I had more difficulty with Bloodborne than Dark 3, but that's probably a lot to do with the fact that Bloodborne was the first um, From Software game that I really like sat down as it was coming out, played it start to finish... It was my intro to that to that company, really, which like, is probably you... why I had more difficulty with that than 
like after I'd played Bloodborne and Demons and Dark One and Dark Two and then Dark Three. Like, did you have any bosses in in Dark Souls Three that killed you more than say four or five times? Yes. Okay. I'm not gonna I've had, talk. I've had. I've only had. Mm. One, I'm, I'm not completely finished yet, but it's right near the end. And there's one boss that killed me about nine times. And before, until that, it was just. But then, where's the first and second bosses in Bloodborne? Completely no. Gascoigne and, and Amelia completely wrecked me. I Bloodborne. I had. I found both of them much easier than without talking spoilers. Yeah. The third boss in Dark Three. I had real difficulty with. Is that what is that uh, a boss that um, also has some mobs around it? Yes, it is yeah. the one with the mobs. I that found are that, there. and I found that the easiest boss in the entire game. <laughs> I, I I found that one of the hardest. It That's was so a weird, isn't it? For me, for, for me, it was a roadblock yeah. for hours. Mm. There's one so. that a friend of mine said was so easy she beat it in one go and didn't die, and I. Couldn't like I could not get past it. I don't really? know how they found it easy. Like it's just so. Again, it speaks to that difference of experience people have. Like I, mm. I, I don't know how they got through it as easy as they did. I bet I know uh, which one it was. There you go. there's one? Ah, it's so hard to talk about that spider. I know. I don't I want know. to ruin it for anyone. There is one. There is one. Um, I don't think it's too huge a spoiler to say there's a wooded area in the game and. At the end of that area, there was a rather annoying boss. Oh, the, that was my yeah, that was my first um, roadblock. Yeah, I I, I did. It, it wasn't so much that it was tough as I was not spec'd to deal with it. Yeah, um, because of the its certain uh, affinities, and yeah. I, I eventually got through it. Yeah, because it, it was such of... an easy in concept boss, but such a the damage it was dealing to me was ridiculous. Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of a little bit of an annoying boss in that it uh, it felt like dumb luck as to whether you were going to get hit or not a lot of the time, and that that never is fun for me. Yeah, um, is is that anyway. probably a good place for us to like? Yeah, squeeze away we're, from dark. I suppose. The more yeah, we, we, say, we give the them more a I break. I feel like we're getting closer <laughs> and closer to like accidentally saying spoilers territory yeah, yeah. Like, people are going to be pissed anyway that oh, we're people, talking that we about even mentioned an area yeah 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 anyway um, i will probably record like a tiny disclaimer at the front to be like there are light spoilers in this and that that'll cover our eyes like it's very spoiler. very light spoilers spoiler the player character dies a few times yeah just a couple yeah just, just a few just, just depending, twice, on, maybe. depending on the player more than others <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So what what news have we got this week? Uh, news, news, news. Uh, we kind of all knew this because uh, it was leaked like a year ago. But Titanfall Two is happening, and it's going to be uh, multi platform. Titanfall Two, mm. Titanfall yeah. two multi platform. I'm I'm interested to play the campaign in this one. I think that's that's potential to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to hold my breath until we see that this isn't just like the last campaign where it was some cutscenes in between multiplayer matches. The main yeah. thing I'm excited for is they say there's a campaign and we know there are swords in it because you can now give your mechs some big oh, swords. Nice. And I'm always up nice. for sword mechs. So, uh, when they, Laura, when they yeah. say campaign, it is a single-player campaign, is it? Uh, they have it's, said it's a single-player campaign. Okay, they have cool. said single-player campaign. We don't yet know. Like I don't trust them to not be BSing us in some way. And it's like, it's yeah. single-player 
But those but guys, it's I mean, this. it's it's multiplayer these, matches with bots or something, the, and the, the the lead designers on this game are the guys who designed the Call of Duty Four campaign. So, I would yeah. like to see another campaign from those guys because they're I, seriously talented dudes. Yeah, I hope we are getting a, a good campaign. Um, yeah. I'm just excited Vince, for Vince Robot Sam, Swords. Zampella, I think, is the name of one of them. And, yeah, Vince Zampella. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's going to be multi-platform, which is good because that game ha- its community died very very quickly and getting more people yeah, like online I, with I, that game is a good thing. Yeah, I thought it was a great game but like after a week I was like I've had enough. Like no bad feelings about yeah. it just I've had a week I've I think had if, enough. If it had come out like 5 6 years ago it probably would have been the biggest game on the planet. It just it came along when everyone was a little bit fatigued with Halo and Call of Duty and everything. Yeah, and it wasn't quite what people were expecting it was going to be, and it's just, yeah, yeah, it it wasn't the right time for a game that I thought was fantastic, which is a shame. So, yeah, yeah we'll give this was, another it go. Was a, it was a damn fun game, a really good. Oh game. yeah, just all of the stuff to do with like um your movement system within that world and the combat mm. loop and the way that you had to like try and escape and evacuate if you lost and you could still recover some points and things. There were some really good ideas in that game. I always I loved the evacuation stuff. That I always thought that was a really clever touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm excited so. about it. I'm I, I say excited. I am I, I try not to use words like that about a game that's not out, but very interested. Um eager to see what they pull out. And I am I'm pleased it's multi platform. Um, I think it just makes sense at this point. Yeah. You know, now that the the lines have been drawn and, and defined for this generation, e- it, even just, it, it it makes no sense yeah. that it was. It certainly made no sense that. Um, it, did it ever come to PC? It did. Did it? Um, it okay, came to yeah, PC it did, at launch, yeah. but um, oh it yeah, because it was it wasn't crossplay or anything. Yeah. It was UPlay exclusive, and it, it wasn't so much an exclusive as a uh, fuck you PlayStation owners. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And here's the other thing I'm kind of excited about. I'm really crossing my fingers that, you know, there's been this whole will they, won't they between Microsoft and Sony for a little while now about cross-platform cross play. I yeah. think if that came to fruition, maybe at E3 this year, that would be a big boom to Titanfall because that sort of melding of networks is probably the thing that would help keep that game alive. Yes, definitely. I mean, it just... It doesn't really hurt to to do it um, from a financial standpoint. It, it, I feel like it would be more beneficial than you know than detrimental for Microsoft and Sony to do that, and it would certainly help games, especially games like Titanfall. Yeah, like I have my suspicions as to why Sony is still not responding to Microsoft on this, and I think that it's they don't want to give Microsoft a win because if Sony says yes, Microsoft. You have made lots of pushes to do multi-platform play. We agree. Let's do multi-platform play. That becomes Microsoft saying, hey, we pushed for this and it happened because we pushed for it. We made this happen. Microsoft are great. And I feel I like Sony are like, um, it doesn't hurt us to not do this. And it saves us from giving Microsoft a win. I would imagine if, if they do it, there's other advantages to it that they would probably put in caveats like you have to be able to look at what you're what games your friends are on the other system are playing. Because if you're on Xbox and, like, all your buddies are playing Bloodborne or, you know, Uncharted, you're going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm getting a PS4. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I'm really interested to see where the battle lines get drawn, if that I ever think happens. they'll mostly, 
they'll mostly just stick it to in-game lobbies, I think, if yeah. they were to do yeah. that, rather than rather than actually have... I can't see them ever trying to integrate PSN and Xbox Live on that deeper level. It would just be a game-by-game -game server basis. Yeah, we'll see. I, I want to see it happen just because I want, I want Titanfall 2 to do well because I like the first one. It was a great idea, and, and I feel that, you know, the exclusivity certainly didn't help it, and the... Um, the focus on just multiplayer didn't work. For, for, for as much as to, uh, the game industry loves to talk about how single player is dead and multiplayer is the future, it's quite clear that certain only a few games seem to be able to get away with a multiplayer-only experience. And there are a lot of people that need at least need the, the illusion of some sort of added value of a multi of a, of a campaign, you know. Yeah. There's just something about... I don't think single-player... Weren't most of the biggest-selling games last year were single-player, weren't they? Apart they were certainly... Like Fallout, yeah, they do Fallout 4 really well. insanely well. Fallout 4 did well. I mean, Bethesda has, has always done really well with its single-player games, you yeah. know. Um, and, and new IPs like Bioshock and uh, Dishonored have done well in the past. Mm. I just... I don't know what... It, this is the problem of just listening to focus groups, you know. They get, a, like, 12 teenagers in a room and say what do you think about this and they go we like it and they go right this is the future of games now uh, rather than actually listening to what <laughs> what happens in the actual market you know yeah um so yeah like i'm i i do hope titanfall 2 improves on everything and, and even if it is just multiplayer only like just make it way more robust and keep people like active in it like, you know? follow like, follow like, like keep... a splatoon model or something yes, to keep definitely. people engaged like you want to actually like um, a multiplayer-only game has to properly adopt that idea of a games-as-service model, and not games-as-service in the way EA usually means, as in, we'll just sell you loads more DLC. Like, you've you've got to work extra hard to keep people engaged, and I don't think Titanfall did that. It came out, and that was the story. Yeah. Um, <coughs> oh, so sneeze egg! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, some other stories we got this week... Um, Kind of connected to video games. Some American company decided to make a Glock that looked like the NES Zapper. Surprisingly, this didn't go over well. Because A, the company that made the, the real gun that is an NES Zapper, weren't licensed to make guns. So they're in some trouble for that. And they're yeah. in some trouble for making guns that look like they are designed to appeal to children. And they're made yeah, to my look first... like children's toys. My first look at it was, uh, like, I, I saw it, and, you know, I didn't pay much attention to it. Like, my, But my first thought, I looked at it and said, like, no, that's illegal. Like, there's a reason why toy guns have, like, big orange stoppers on yeah. them. And, and real guns don't. Because you don't want toy guns to look like real guns, and you don't want real guns to look like toys. Yes, like, yeah. and this is very clearly a manufactured real gun to look like a toy. But guys, but all guns are toys. Oh, I completely forgot. See, living yeah. in England, I forget that guns are toys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that whole story. Was that gun looks really cool? Oh God, that's massively illegal and the company's in trouble. Guess we're not <laughs> buying our NES Zapper gun. Um, There's that... an NES Zapper in uh, Enter the Gungeon. It's awesome. I imagine it spawns it duck hunt ducks and they seek <laughs> out know? enemies. It's fantastic. That game's awesome. That game is fantastic. Get it. <laughs> I was just going to say, while we're on a slow news week, something that we didn't actually talk about, I don't think at all, that actually does probably kind of interest our audience. Did anyone see Batman v Superman? Oh, yeah. Hell no. I, I saw I, it. I, uh, what a fucking a mess. That was a beautiful train wreck of a film. Yeah, it sure um, was. 
Like the, I've the best... I've rarely seen a movie that had so many moments that made me go yeah, and then so many more moments that made me. I actually, my girlfriend was laughing because I actually at one point slapped my forehead really loud in the middle of the <laughs> cinema, and everyone was looking at me. This because this this yeah. scene was so fucking unbelievably stupid and idiotic mm. that like it it just there was no facepalm hard enough for it. Ba- Batman versus Superman is the only fil- film I can think of that felt simultaneously both too long and too short. Yeah. Like, it felt like three films had been wedged into one overly long film. Didn't it? And the, the scenes that had been cut to try and get it down to one film yeah. were were the important scenes, and the ones left in were not important scenes. And, and the moments in the film that were supposed to be the big, heart-wrenching, epic, moving moments, you're just sitting there feeling nothing going, you in yeah. no way earned my emotion in this I, scene. I, I'm, I, you're I'm not gonna, getting it. <laughs> I'm going to talk one incredibly minor spoiler about this film, because I think it sums up everything that like I find ridiculous about the film. So, Man of Steel ends with Metropolis being destroyed by Superman. And yeah. you would think that that is enough motivation for Batman and the world to say, hey, maybe Superman's dangerous. Because that's the whole point of this film, is that everyone decides Superman's dangerous. That's not the motivation. Metropolis gets destroyed. And for about three years, everyone's like, oh yeah, that like super being destroyed like a whole city, but whatever. Let's build and a it, shrine to him. Yeah. And what ends up sparking everyone being mad at Superman was... Um, somewhere in a desert somewhere that there were no press around, Superman flew in and about 15 civilians in a little desert town somewhere in like Tunisia or somewhere got killed. And they don't even get killed on screen, they get killed off screen. And a journalist comes back talking about how like, oh, Superman didn't stop these people getting killed. And that's what starts the international like witch hunt against Superman. Not yeah. that he destroyed a city An with his laser city. eyes. <laughs> that he didn't. He didn't manage to save yeah, fifteen people. 15, out of yeah, like these fifteen people or so died from bullets, and Superman did not stop it. Speaking and of bullets, like, oh. it's hilarious seeing Batman going around with fucking killing oh, people God. with machine ba- guns. Batman like, <laughs> a- actively, fuck? Batman actively stabs someone through the heart and yeah. pins them to a wall. And like, shoots a bunch ba- of dudes up with machine guns on his bat wing. What the fuck? Launches. Like- <laughs> yeah, he actively, very visibly kills people. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, it's stupid because there are so many things that were necessary that got cut out of this film. That- and then you have things like, here is a 15-minute segment or so, or however long it was, where we're going to do a flash forward, not to the next film, but the film after the ensemble cast film... Yeah, and we're going to make really it seem like it's part dumb. of this film and then we'll have like a weird time travel subplot and then be like, yeah. don't worry about this, it's coming up in two films time. Ah. Yeah, and don't, and don't start me on fucking Jesse Eisenberg. How bad was he in this movie? Oh my I God. Liked, I'm going to disagree. I liked his performance. I... He was awful, Laura. He was so bad. I heard, <laughs> I heard, because I've not seen it and I don't intend to, but I've heard that his performance... Made him a way better Joker than Alex Luthor. It, no, it was like a he bad. Could have been a no, do you know what he looked like? He looked like a nerd doing a Joker impression on no, YouTube. That's Jim, what he looked like. Jim, you had it nailed. It's they are basically trying to make him the Joker, and as that, like, if you don't mind that this is a different take on the character of Lex Luthor, 
or it's his it's his kid, it's Alexander Luther or whatever. It's like I found that an interesting character, ignoring the name. I enjoyed the performance, I enjoyed the acting, I thought it yeah, was but- interesting. I thought his motivations I thought it was, was terrible. He his was, motivations were occasionally just fucked up. <laughs> didn't make sense. What the fuck were his, like he didn't have really have any don't like sp- he just well, was, don't want to spoil it too much but his motivations but, but, don't but really make sense. Just, like he it was like a, it was like a laundry list of like how to play a crazy like yeah. he was doing all these ticks and stuff and it was just so uh, forced and it, he was really really telegraphing that stuff and he, he yeah. to me he was not <sighs> In this, I just saw an actor. I, you know, I didn't see I a character. I saw a character. I will disagree on that. But like, I I generally think the issue is they tried to jump from Man of Steel straight to the their version of the Avengers. Like it's as if if as if the Marvel universe had gone Iron Man, Avengers, and they tried to do mm. all of the in between films like as part of this. In like, one, yeah. To make this, that, yeah, like to make mess. this. That's yeah. part of the reason why I had no intention mm. of watching it because I could tell from the very beginning like they were trying yeah. to watch it. Well, like, if you mm. want to make this film halfway decent, you separate the Batman segments out to their own Batman film. You have the Batman origin film that leads into this um, that, like, ends at the same point as Man of Steel ended at. You then have your, mm. like, um, your Batman vs Superman film, which still would have been about two hours long, but you'd have had a lot more room to put the stuff in that needed to be there. Don't put Wonder Woman mm. in this film at all because, as amazing as she is, she's there for like Give she's there for like own. twenty seconds and doesn't get spoken to by half of the people around. The, mu- the fucking music that plays yeah. is so cool Sup- though when she comes in. The- Superman, <laughs> Superman, Superman won't address so her. Cool. Superman doesn't actively talk to her. He just talks to Batman about her while she stood there. Oh yeah, she becomes the butt of a joke. Yeah, and just like put her in her own, like have her own film, don't wedge her in here, and you'd have had an infinitely better like telling of this story. Yeah. That that requires investment, and it seems that Warner Brothers just doesn't want to invest in this. It wants Mm. an instant payout. It seems like Snyder as well didn't really give a fuck about the characters. You know, he just wanted it's... to do, oh yeah, let's do this. Let's do oh, this well, scene because that will make people react him. this way. And Some of the interviews you read with him, it's clear he, he only cares about his own, mm. you know, little idea. He doesn't care about the characters so much as the original shit he can do with yeah, them. It... I'll, say, uh... I'll say one good thing though, Ben, ben Affleck, the same way that Anne Hathaway made me mm. eat my words with um, Dark Knight Rises. I, I had to eat my words yeah, about Ben Affleck. Fleck he he is was a, really Bat good. Ben Affleck is amazing. And it's, it's, I always thought yeah. he'd be good because it's anyone can do Batman. It's doing the Bruce Wayne shit. That's what I always said. Exactly. And, and I can see him doing that shit. And this is the first Batman I've seen who at times of the movie was genuinely fucking scary. Yeah. Like you're terrified of this he, character he, at times. Cause he's well, a if, brutal, if a maniac was running around with a machine maniac, gun, like, I'd be scared yeah. as well. Like, what I, but even like go on. in his fight scenes, there's so much more brutal than, mm. than, Batman I, we've seen before. I, I am excited for one thing, and that is that we got the news this week that um, Ben Affleck is doing the standalone Batfleck film, but he's also going to be, yeah. basically he's <clears> going <throat> to be doing the Ryan Reynolds, where it's like, yep, I am spearheading the film about myself as a superhero. And can, and is this going to be in the same universe yes. now as the Jared this Leto This is in the uh, same universe, universe as the Suicide Squad. Okay. See, they already have a Joker. They don't need fucking Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> to be a cross between him and the Riddler. Yeah, it's mm, yeah. 
maybe that's what's going to happen in the next in the next one actually cuz uh, isn't it that he's actually Lex Luthor's son or some yeah, shit? Yeah, Alexander. They're going to make Luther, him turn so into Jim Carrey's Riddler. Whatever, yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. We'll see. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Batfleck, but yeah, this was not a great film. Um no. It had its moments. It, it, ha- you know? it had upsettingly... The, the fucking ending was so it stupid. It had so many good <laughs> moments and it had so many ridiculous I can't believe this is in a film moments. Um, yeah. Other things we had news this week. Um, Quantum Break, people who pirate that game have to wear an eye patch. I don't think that's a punishment. You look really cool with an eye patch in that game. Yeah, considering the main yeah, character is had... pretty bland, yeah. it's kind of an improvement. Exactly. I heard they had this other system in place uh, where the game wouldn't work properly and would uh, be poorly optimised and shit. Uh, <laughs> that was a punishment it. for people That's who bought it. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you pirate it, it runs better because the pirates have like removed all of the DRM that makes it only work in the Windows 10 store and have like basically fixed it. You just have to wear an eye patch. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that for those people to be honest, fix this. I... <sighs> If I were Remedy, I'd give him a slap on the wrist too. Who wouldn't want to play it outside of fucking Windows 10's <laughs> universal app yeah. shit? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so that was the whole of that story. Um, someone discovered a new secret in Punch-Out! like 30 years after it came out that no one spotted before. I love stories yeah. like that. I love that when you find stuff like that long after yeah. the fact. So if you've played through Punch-Out! before, basically the whole secret is... Um, when you're fighting um, E Honda or Piston Honda or whatever they call whatever they call him in whichever version you're playing, look out in the bottom left for the guy with the beard. When he ducks down, that's your cue to punch. Like if you punch when you see him duck down, you will always like successfully knock knock the guy down. And that is a thing oh. no one ever noticed is that like oh this this guy with a beard perfectly telegraphs when you should punch. I love that because you think with the internet, like everyone's seen it all, and there are no more like secrets yeah, left, but... and then something like that rears up, and <laughs> you realise there are still there's still a little magic yeah, left. Yeah, there in are the world. still things to be discovered in the things we love. Um, so that was a nice little story. And then the last thing on like the the news is something that's been alluded to before, but Square Enix is saying, "Hey, that Final Fantasy VII remake, it's going to be multiple full size games." Mm. Yeah. So, like, that's complete bullshit, right? It's going to be multiple parts of a game. No, no, it's going to uh, be multiple uh, full-size games, apparently, according to them. They refuse to explain what that means, but multiple full-size games. Were there two uh, Final Fantasy VII's the way they did with, like, nope. 13? No, there were not. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming what? what they mean by that is, like, hey... The bit where you're in Midgar, that's Final Fantasy VII Part 1, the full game, and then Final Fantasy VII Part 2, the full game where you're out in the the field, and it it is multiple parts that they're like, no, each of them's going to be like 40 hours long, they're all full games. I suppose are we surprised that they're going to try and milk it for everything they can see? They probably saw that reaction at E3 with like, journalists falling off their fucking chairs and stuff yeah i i can't blame them for milking it because i i did admit at the time i was in the room and i cried when that trailer happened just a single solitary tear ran down my face and as such 
they know that I will buy this game however many times they release it, probably. So, Laura, I have yeah. this Im- I have this image of you now <laughs> doing that one solitary tour with like really epic sad music playing behind you. <laughs> Go find that trailer and just listen to the music and imagine me with a single tear down my face. That was the Sony oh. press conference. I was just like, ah, oh, I am I am not a cynic. I love video games. Um, so yeah, that was it for news. Did we play anything this week that any of us want to talk about that's not Souls 3? Because we've already talked about that. Oh, no. Foiled. <laughs> I, I played... <laughs> like, I played literally the same I played last break. week. Oh, no, we already talked yeah. about that last I, week. I've played we? one game that I hadn't played since last week, and it's a silly little dating sim called Pub Encounter. Um, it's basically a dating sim where you date um, middle-aged men in a pub with all of the, the fun that comes with dating middle-aged men. So... It's, it is it is not the kind of archetypes you usually find in dating sims. It's like, hey, I'm the grumpy guy sat in the corner with a pint of Guinness watching the football match. Or I'm the person here with my crossword and the glass of rosé who's pretending to be really sophisticated but is really a bit of an alcoholic. Like, it's some nice, <laughs> it's some nice middle-aged man stereotypes. So, G- so Jim, then. <laughs> <laughs> with his glass of rosé. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, I am a wine connoisseur. (laughs) So, yeah, if you want a dating sim that has, like, a bit more middle-aged man love in it, that's one that I've been messing around with a bit this week. I haven't finished playing through it yet, but it seems quite amusing. That's that's it. And 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 has it hasn't opened your mind to the idea that uh, middle-aged men might actually be like you know cool? Eh, (laughs) eh. The jury's still out. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold on middle-aged men yet, but we'll we'll see. Um, oh, actually, no. There were a couple of other little bits of very quick news. Uh, Fable Legends died, and then apparently it wasn't dead because maybe they weren't gonna kill off Fable Legends and like someone else might revive it, and then it was dead again because it got announced today. No, it is dead. We're gonna refund everyone who put money into it. Did well, anyone actually enough. put money into uh, that? I'm- Surprise. Of course, in the pre-order culture we live within, I mean, yeah, they were fucking pre-sailing that thing the moment it was well, announced. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's it's Fable, you like Fable, <sighs> give us money. So it was dead, then it wasn't, then it was. And apparently, according to a leak, the uh, 20-hour-long Fable 3 DLC that's coming up might be out in June. Does that feel like a good time, Gav? I'm sorry, what? I stopped listening there for a second. Say that again? I'm talking about Fable 3. And you had tuned out. Fable 3, uh, 20 hour DLC apparently coming in June, according to a leak. Does June feel like a good what? time for that? Really? Yeah, apparently in June. Fable, t- uh, Fable not fa- 3 DLC? So, I'm tired. Fuck off. What the fuck? Witcher 3. I said Witcher. Oh, uh, yeah. I was getting really confused <laughs> I was there. Con- I was, yeah. I, holy shit. I didn't want to say anything in case I sounded no, stupid. No, Witcher 3. I was like, did no. they did they go through the empty drawers <laughs> in Lionhead's offices I, and find some unreleased I, DLC I was telling Jim and Gav before we started recording today I was tired, and that is the proof. Let me try that one more time. Gavin, Witcher 3 DLC, 20 yes. hours in June. Is that a good time to have Witcher 3 DLC? Um, <clears throat> anytime's good for more Witcher for me. I'm, I will prioritise this, you know, because I want to make more Witcher music, so... I'm I'm good for more Witcher. You'll be done by Dark Souls by then. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm nearly finished my first run, but I don't want to finish it yet. So I started a new character just to like do a co-op run 
because my right. first character is my solo, and I want to kind of solo the bosses. But yeah, I will be done with Dark Souls by June. Not done with, but you know, ready for yeah. something else as well. Yeah. So that there we no, go. There that go. that is The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher. It's like not, my favorite not. game of the last five years. I'm definitely going to be yeah. <laughs> playing the DLC. Not Fable Three at all. The Witcher. <laughs> so that that was all the news. We want to do some questions for a bit. Do some of them? Yeah, yeah. Do a couple, couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uldiha wants to ask, how long has it been since your last Dark Souls 3 fix? My money is on less than eight hours for both Gav and Jim. So how long ago did you last play Dark Souls 3? I literally logged out of it just to come on this podcast and then I'm going straight back on after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, joking. I've was... been playing it nonstop. Uh, I want to say about 6 p.m. last night, and it's about 1 p.m. Oh, now. Oh, it's been more than eight hours. Actually, about 5 p.m. You, about 5 you were wrong, dear. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I was on it like all day to the point where I um, thought I'd done all my work and forgot to post the uh, spin off Doctor's podcast and didn't get uh, Conrad's note about it until hours <laughs> later. Um. I stopped playing Dark Souls 3 about two hours before we recorded so that I could edit videos of Dark Souls 3. I'm getting on to it again yeah, as soon as, as we're done here. Yeah, as will I be. We, Me we'll too. finish here. Going to be doing some sunbrowing. As sun soon as I've got all the, the editing stuff, it's like, right, back to Dark sun, Souls 3. Sunbrows for life. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah. Are the questions we had. Uh, Games with Ghost Pets wants to ask... In the choose-your-own-adventure-of-your-life, what bad ending page would you have gotten if you didn't go into music-slash-journalism? Like, what's the bad ending uh, when you, always, you took the wrong route? I've always said I'd have ended up face-down in a ditch somewhere. And that, that, that to me, I, I'd still almost like my life to end that way, somehow. Face-down in a shallow ditch, like off the M25 You're, you're just taking something. a slightly longer route to your bad ending page. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm forestalling the inevitable. Yeah. What about you, Gavin? What does your bad end of your choose your own adventure life look like? Well, I've never been able to do anything else but music well, so I would have continued trying for my whole life and never made it. And I got a taste of that. I did get a taste of that just before the miracle of sound thing happened, and it didn't feel good. Let me tell you that when my old band fell apart and everything I'd worked for for ten years. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's that's. that's but yeah, never things fun. things are good now. Hooray! Things are good now. Uh, the the bad page on my choose your own adventure, I I guess, is that I I spend forever in retail and I keep being like, one day I'll make again. It's gonna one of those, one day I'll make it, and I don't. And I look back and I'm just like, I should have given it a try. Why didn't I try? Retail retail. Retail's a fucking nightmare. Retail is. is not fun. Um, retail. Some people can do it yeah. and, and they're fine with it, but. I. It's, it's. I've always said this. If you're in retail service, any customer mm. facing job, like, society loves to fucking sneer at no. them and look down, but you're yeah. fucking legendary. The, the fact, as you, far can, as you can. You do yeah. things I could never face. There's a special place in hell for people who are rude to shop assistants and waiters and Indeed. waitresses. And there's a special place in heaven yeah. for the people that do those jobs who survive it and who get through the other yeah. side in one piece. There is a special place waiting for you where everything will be wonderful and you'll never have to talk yeah. to another fucking it's person like, again. It's such an easy thing to do if you're in a shop or a cafe in the early morning 
just tell like the person behind the counter to have a nice day and that make that little gesture of niceness will make such a difference to their day it really and that comes from someone who's worked as fucking a waiter as uh, as a shop assistant washing fucking dishes in hotels a little act of kindness can brighten up your entire day when you're in a you'll, job you'll like take that. whatever yeah, yeah whatever morsel of humanity yeah. you can get because you're like, dealing it, with it, so it many dickheads all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, other things we had this week. I need to find a link that we got sent uh, this week. So this is a continuation of last week's uh, Jizz on the Moon segment. This is this segment. Again. Well, no, <laughs> Part there is a new segment here. And this is uh, Alexander Rossi sent an email titled A Very Odd Use of a Physics Education. They have sent maths of how far you could jizz on every celestial bo- body in our solar system. So Christ. Now was that was that it? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, this was completely unrequested. Um, on the sun, you could jizz thirty-eight centimeters. On Mercury, eighty point eight seven. On Venus, twenty-one centimeters. On Earth, about eighteen centimeters. Mars, eighty point eight seven. Jupiter. Jupiter Get in there! Which is 5.36 centimetres. Um, Saturn, 16.4. Uh, Uranus, you can you can jizz 21.37 centimetres on... Uh, sorry, this is metres, I apologise. Uh, uh, while, while Laura's doing that, I'm going to say that I'll be very disappointed if Jizz on the Moon hasn't become a Laura Bait game. That I, I really hope it does. Or it should be like inspiration for like a romance scene in Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> where like your character will turn around and go, I'll Jizz on your celestial Ooh, body. Uh, you can you can jizz 21.37 metres on Uranus. You can jizz 15 metres on Neptune. Good. Um, And on Pluto... You can jizz 1,883.92 meters. That nice. is. And they say. And they tried to claim once it wasn't yeah, a planet. Yeah, it's a dwarf, but you can still jizz miles around it. Apparently, the best place in our solar system to jizz is Mars's moon of Demios, where you could jizz 80, uh, 86,340,591.84 meters. Nice. Oh, you could take out attacking spaceships with <laughs> you that. You could jizz yeah. like, you could jizz over eighty-six million ma- meters on on that particular moon. That's amazing. So, that's the place to go if you want to do like amazing jizz videos. Demio- Makes that Demios proclaimer song be... a lot less impressive. Walking five hundred miles. Fuck that. I, I wank I on would Demios, jizz mate. eighty-six million meters, and I would jizz eighty-six million meters more. Demios has to be one of the coolest names I've ever heard for something. Demios. It's just very cool sounding. I know Demios and Phobos is the other one. Phobos, yeah. Yeah. You can just 21 million metres on Phobos. Um, Nice. I needed to know that. uh, Basically, thank you, Alexander Rossi, for sending us a bunch of stats to do with where you could jizz. Um, um, Apparently, you cannot jizz into orbit on Earth's moon. But you could escape the you could escape the velocity of either Phobos or Demios and get into orbit. So that's another fact we got. I don't know, man. When nice. I when I was a teenager, I went to Finland for two weeks with like my best <laughs> friend, and we were in the same room for two weeks, and I couldn't have a wank. And I'm pretty sure that when I came home, it almost went into orbit. Well, apparently, according <laughs> to this physicist, 
the moons of Mars are the two places where if you jizzed, you could probably get it into orbit. So that that's where you go to have orbital jizz. Um, I'm just having a quick look if we had any more questions before we wrap up. No, that's that's about it for this week. Yeah, we, we yeah, squeezed okay an hour out of this. Yeah, They got a really long spin-off Doctors this week anyway. It's... Uh... I think people will be satisfied. Well, you're right. If yeah. they're not, then, you know, they can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't fuck off. They can off. go play Dark Souls. We, we love you. We, we yeah, love please you. Don't fuck please fuck off. stay here we, forever. We Otherwise, you. my life crumbles. Yeah, please, please, please don't fuck please off. Like if me. you leave, then I'll be sad forever and ever. Yeah, I'll be dead in a ditch. Please, please <laughs> don't, like, go and give out about me on a subreddit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, fate worse than death. Um, thank you all for listening, as always. Laura, if people want more and they haven't fucked off, where can <laughs> if, they if go? If you want more, more and you haven't yet fucked off, um, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Um, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, which pays the bills, laurakbuzz.com. Uh, while we're doing self promotion y stuff, I'm gonna maybe be away for a little bit in like two weeks. Um, we're going to try and not let it affect the show happening, but like two weeks from now, we're, I might be gone for a bit, so that'll be fun. Yeah. We're, so either, you know, we might be doing a be- maybe a best of, we might end up recording early to make up for it, or maybe me and Gavin will take part in one of the worst <laughs> directionless, least edited episodes yeah, ever. I, I, I think podcast. the vague plan is that we're recording one episode early and then... Assuming I can get it finished, we'll have a best of episode for one of those weeks, which coming together pretty nicely. We got a bunch of clips and stuff. Mm. So uh, thank you to the people in the unofficial Jimquisition group who've been helping out with collecting some of those clips up for me. Um, so yeah, that'll be a thing that might or might not happen in a couple of weeks. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And Gavin, where can people find out about you and your fantastic fucking music? Uh, Miracle of Sound on YouTube, where obviously I think we all know what the next song is going to be. So um, really, yeah. yeah, it's going to be about Titanfall too. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's going to be about like um, <laughs> jizzing on the moon. Hopefully on Mars's <laughs> moon, because I want to hear your song end up being about like the the jizz in orbit. Jizzing on de- jizzing on Phobos. I, I D- jizzing jizzing on on Demios's celestial body. I, I That's what the next I song would, is going to be. I think I would rather hear you sing about jizzing on Uranus, but you know, <laughs> there's something so poetic about that. I can't believe we almost like we almost got through this entire jizzing on the celestial bodies without a Uranus joke. We almost nah, did. It was never going to happen. <laughs> it had to be done. It had to be done. I mean, we were missing it. Yeah, we it, had to. You know? We had to jizz on Uranus at some point. <laughs> Um, yeah, like that's inevitable. Yeah. Anyway, Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter. Come follow me and listen to my tunes. Woo! There you go. Thank you all for listening, as always. Thank you, Lauren and Gavin, for being here with me as we convene once more. Uh, we will see you next week. And I'm, I don't know why I said and because I've got nothing left to say. Let, yeah. let us back the sun. Ears. Praise the sun praise for, the for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> destroy, but, destroy butthole. <laughs>